0: KBCS Music and Ideas, I'm Yuko Kadama. In the Seattle area, working Washington along with local gig workers of Instacart, DoorDash, Postmates, Grubhub, Uber Eats, Shipped, GoPuff, and Caviar held an action called Hashtag App Blackout. Gig workers for these businesses stopped work for the weekend, and consumers were asked to not use these apps for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Ivania Rodriguez-Brown is a Seattle native and artist who relies on gig work for supplemental income. Rodriguez Brown spoke with me over the weekend about the demands for app service companies by workers and their own experiences as a BIPOC gig worker. BIPOC stands for Black, Indigenous, and People of Color.
1: In regards to BIPOC within the gig community, I would say there is a high ratio of us And for those of you who don't know, I'm black, Mexican-American, second generation. Um, And so I consider myself an Afro-Latina and I am queer. That is probably the comforting notion when I'm doing this type of work, especially for me who gets out of a show at 11 o'clock and knows my brain's going to be on for the next two hours. So I'm going to work until one in the morning. So it's comforting to know that the other people who are doing the same job as me, who I'm gonna run into at the restaurant I'm picking up food from, or whatever the case may be, is another person of color. And we can do a real quick check-in, like, hey, how's your night going? And a lot of the time, we'll have conversations like, oh, there's a lot of cops on Aurora, you know, you should definitely avoid that area if you can. Or, hey, I went to this restaurant and the person there, didn't acknowledge me when I walked in, totally ignored me, but they had this other customer who was a white person had come in after them and they were greeted, hey, how can I help you? Are you picking up? Are you with an app? All these things. So we, as a community, talk to each other. We have Facebook groups where we let each other know, hey, this restaurant is not safe. I experienced this type of discrimination here, here, and here. For myself, I personally choose not to go into certain neighborhoods because I've had really bad experiences with people in the community targeting me with looks and comments. And it's just, I don't need more of that in my day just to get an extra buck. One of the downfalls for me doing Uber Eats or some of these gigs is you don't actually know where your final destination will be until you've picked up the groceries or the food and now you're on the way to the customer's house. And by that time, maybe I'm going to the fenced in community down in Magnuson Park where they don't even let you pass the front gate if you don't have someone's access card. And so something like that, you're not welcome there. And it's not something that I want to encounter on a daily basis. So I personally choose not to go into those communities if that's where I'm assigned. I'll cancel the order, just say, hey, it didn't work out. There's another scenario in this where if it's during the day and I have a delivery to the downtown Seattle area, I will actually choose not to go because I get discriminated against at the security desk where I'm not allowed to follow my instructions via the app. And I'm told I can't go into the elevator to go to whatever floor I'm told to go to within the app instructions. And then at one time, I actually stayed in the lobby because I was just letting myself decompress from that interaction before I just jump in my car and have a whole nother scenario happen. And I watch another gig worker who happens to be white start walking towards the security desk. The security officer didn't even engage with them, just buzzed them in and let them straight up. And I was so irritated and also hurt because we're in 2020. Like, can we all be human and just live our lives? Because at the end of the day, We are all trying to survive in a very expensive world. And this is not my fault, That this is something I have to do in order to make my rent, pay my utility bill, pay for my phone, which in end lets me be contacted by casting directors or things like that. So it's just mind boggling that I have to feel unsafe or unwelcome in order to deliver a service that someone is paying for Unfortunately, majority of the time, these app owners and creators are not looking out for the people who are doing their job and making their industry run. And that's the downfall here is that we, the workers, even though they don't want to call us workers because they don't want to pay us like workers, we are the ones making their app run. No matter what the service is, we are the ones creating that service and allowing it to be accessible for the consumer. Within our communities, we talk about the lack of tippage. Me, compared to a very tall, large, bulky black man, I might get more than he does just because I am a female-bodied, more pleasantly-looking person versus this man who's been working majority of the men in our community have been working 14 15 hour days and it's just like you've been on the clock for how long you should probably go home sir and then i'm hearing that a lot of them are this is a full-time job and i'm freaking out because here i am having multiple full-time jobs plus going to college trying to do an hour of this and these others are putting their whole heart and soul into it and not walking away with nearly as much as they should be because majority of these apps are based on tippage. From the last time that I logged on to my gigs app which let's just talk about um, Postmates. So Postmates back in April, March and April to now we are in July both 2020 I have seen a significant difference in pay going from 92 cents per minute for wait time in April to 70 cents per minute wait time in July. Now we're talking cents, centavos. I understand that people are like, people are still talking about change, but yes, people are definitely talking about change because Let's look at it from a corporate standpoint. If your employee is standing around for half of their shift, they're not actually committing to the work that needs to get done. And so that's half of their shift that is gone. Now, from the same standpoint, if you're sitting around and not able to go pick up another order, those things matter because it adds up the time, that we wait for you to come pick up your order adds up and now I'm not able to go pick up a whole other order and maybe get $10 more dollars or five more dollars, whatever the case may be. But we gig workers really are looking at change because change adds up. A hundred cents becomes one dollar. It's crazy that we're looking at change when we are in a time where people are getting $15 to $22 per hour. And we are talking about getting 92 cents per minute because we are counting the minutes where we are able to commit to more and more drop-offs or more and more gigs. And it's a whole different world. And for companies right now, the fact that they're even able to drop the amount that gig workers are receiving is because there's such an influx of unemployed people and so many people are looking for alternative options for income that they are turning to gig work which maybe they looked down upon before maybe they would have never thought they would have had to do but now in this recession in this pandemic they are looking and needing a source of income Therefore, they are looking to gig work and turning to gig work. So not only are these companies seeing a high flux in need and consumers, but they are also seeing a high flux of community members signing up to be workers. Now, if there's a high source of worker, now the that are signing up, they actually have the ability to drop how much they're paying. Not only do these new workers not know what they were making in the past, but there's actually more people to do it. So if I'm a worker who was working for the last year and I'm outraged because I now lost 20 cents, they actually are okay with losing me because for me, they just gained 10 or 20 more drivers. And that's the thing that is detrimental to our community. So many of us who have been relying on gig work for now years as our supplemental income or as our sole income are being booted out of the system by people who are signing up for pennies and not knowing that they are taking our jobs from us. I'm sure there are folks who are asking, well, wouldn't a union work? Union's supposed to protect workers. And having been a person who worked at UPS for a few years where I was a part of a union, it does protect its workers. It does set regulations and it does hold employers accountable. Yes, that is the function of a union. But for those of us who are gig workers through and through, whether that be someone who's in it for full-on income, someone who's in it for supplemental or just quick cash, nonetheless, all these people are gate workers, and some of us wouldn't qualify for what a union requires, which is some unions are dependent on a certain amount of hours. Some unions are dependent on dues. So there's another thing we have to pay for. Is the company going to pay those union dues? They don't even want to pay for our breaks or inspections or insurance. So I doubt they're gonna pay the $250, $300 for our union dues. Um, And this is yearly. And in regards to us, I mean, we already hold space for each other as a community. If a union was created, it would be a very socialist party. It'd be led by other gig workers who are calling for change. We don't get hazard pay. We don't get any sick leave. We don't get health insurance. We don't get any of those things. We don't get car insurance even paid for, and we're using our cars. <laughs> so it's, it's all things that we have to supplement because they are not providing that for us. If I'm sick, they're not going to let me stay home and give me whatever a day's work would be. Even if it's $50 a day, they're not going to give that to me. And it's really hard to do this work sometimes, but we are continuing to push through. In regards to App Blackout, we as a community are demanding change and our hopes lie in the fact that we, consumers and workers alike, will cause a shift within the income these app owners are seeing enough to pay attention to what it is we are asking for. And we are asking for a creation of pay standards. So at least having a minimum wage plus coverage of expenses and a default gratuity at at least 20%. For those of you that think that's wild, I just want to point out that New York, San Francisco, and I believe Houston, all have a minimum gratuity written on bills at restaurants and things like that. If you go to our high-end restaurants like Canlis, Daniel's Broiler, things like that, it's written on your check that there is a required gratuity amount. Also, if you go to a place like Azteca, if you have a group over eight, there is a required gratuity amount. So this is not anything new. In addition, we are asking for no more biased consumer ratings. This is the fact that if someone has a problem with me, they are able to give a bad review on my service. Despite the fact that all my past services have been good, I may be a five-star Uber driver, this one review can knock me off so far that I actually lose my job and ability to work for this app company. We're also asking for a removal of virus background checks, which have been used especially recently with this influx of new worker availability. They have been used to deactivate past workers. So people who have been relying on this income as a necessary and only source of income have now been booted off The influx of drivers, new drivers signing up, tend to be white people, and white people tend to have less things on their background because we in the minority group, the BIPOC group, are targeted. We get pulled over more often. We get harassed more often. We get ticketed more often. We are honestly policed more often, and therefore, the easiest slap on the wrist that could come of that is a ticket of any sort. And those things add up on our records more so than white records. In regards to how the background changes have changed our status as gig workers, it's been infuriating because with this new influx of new gig workers coming in and taking shifts and being a part of the community due to unemployment during COVID, a lot of us who have something on our background woke up one Friday morning and we received a notice that our account had been deactivated. And the reasoning behind this was because of whatever you have on your background. It was usually like, please see background check. And then background check was like, this came up on your background check. Um, One of my coworkers has been driving for Uber for He said, I believe, seven to 10 years in that range and woke up on Friday to this notice that he had been deactivated due to something that was on his background since he began driving for Uber. So things like that, we're seeing this and of course it's impacting the BIPOC community because of our history with policing. We are ticketed more often. We're also asking for a removal of any racist customers or restaurants from the apps. And these would be um, information gained from current workers who, like myself, have actually made a complaint to the app and the app has not done anything to deactivate this user from making future purchases or gigs and has not X'd out or removed restaurants from the app as well. There needs to be consequences. And for me, at least when it comes to the Black Lives Matter movement and conversation, we're asking for acknowledgement first and foremost. We're, and I have this conversation on a regular basis, we're not even concerned with you being racist because we've accepted it, unfortunately. That is where the BIPOC community is. We know what the world is. We want acknowledgement for how we're being treated, and we want change.
0: That was Ivania Rodriguez-Brown, a Seattle artist who relies on gig work for supplemental income, speaking with me about Hashtag App Blackout, an action by Working Washington and gig workers of Instacart, DoorDash, Postmates, Grubhub, Uber Eats, Shipped, GoPuff, and Caviar from over the weekend.